that was almost hey, such a good one. I haven't even poured it. I was trying to make the most out of the sound because we all know how this part goes. Yeah, you can't hear a damn thing. So, Julie. Whatever. Yeah. You know how sometimes it's like there's just bad shit happening and it's like one thing after another. You know, you, mm-hmm. you have a, a really rough say wartime experience and then you realize maybe there's a problem in your marriage yeah and then you 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 have to wake up at the fucking ass crack of dawn to go watch a modern dance routine and then you forget to pick the one flower you see on this godforsaken hill you forget to pick a forget me not oh because that is gross and then (laughs) and then your husband is like "Mm, sorry i ain't got time for you i've got to go hang out with this priest (laughs) and you're like okay well i'll go pick that flower and you go then you hear this weird buzzing sound and for some reason probably the same reason that makes you get constantly wasted while you're time traveling you touch the rock then you go back in time and then you're there and you have to wear this weird underwear and no one understands what bras are and you end up like wandering the countryside moving mm-hmm. wool through warm piss and uh, dealing a with a bunch of uh, rapists around every corner well seriously and even, if i had a nickel and even the nice ones and even the nice ones are still they all kind of smell uh-huh. and then and then your then your hot husband who you were forced into marrying but as it turns out is great in the sack gets sent away because some other dude had a meltdown. Mm-hmm. So then you're alone. You go see your only friend who's kind of a dick. And while you're there, this other bitch gets you arrested for witchcraft. Oh, yeah. And then you're almost burned at the stake and definitely whipped and everybody sees your tits. And then your husband comes to get you. But then it's like, now what do you say to him? Cause this weird shit happens. You end up in the woods, probably getting poison ivy while you spill your guts to a dude who maybe only sort of understands half of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then you get, I mean, you get to come really fast, but then you get abandoned <laughs> on hey, a hill. Don't speed over that though. <laughs> then you get abandoned on a hill and it basically told like, I don't know, stare, go. It's your choice. I'm going to go to this camp. And you're like, it's fine. And then eventually you're like, yeah, I'm going to stay. Then you have to ride on horseback for probably like four days. Mm-hmm. So you're chafing and Ugh. you realize you've given up modern plumbing forever. And somehow you are still explaining about airplanes. And then you realize you've sunken into a Scottish pit of despair. You know how that happens? Yes. You know what happens then? What? And then along comes Jenny. Something in it. Something. Now my empty cup is as sweet as the punch. 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 We fucking work the association into a bit. We, you, you. Me. That was my hats are off. My hats are off. All three. All three of them. I, you know, I feel like. Every once in a while, something happens where I realize I've been preparing my whole life for this moment. Um, like the time I got to write a story about Britney Spears and mental illness or the or the time uh, that I got to work a joke about the association into a podcast <laughs> into a about podcast. Outlander. Uh, but really, I was watching this episode today and I went. Oh, God. And then along comes Jenny. And I Uh, went, thanks, universe. Thank you. (laughs) 2017 is great already. Well, I'm going to level with you before we do the introductions. I was ahead of myself in the rewatch. So I watched, rewatched this Lollybrock. I rewatched it like two weeks ago. So I looked over my notes. But it's a little dusty up in the old mine grapes. Oh, no, it isn't. Because you want to know why? Some things you never forget. Your first time with Jenny Murray. Well, I'm not going to forget that. That shit never fades. No. The rest of it doesn't matter so much. So, hi, I'm Allison. I'm Julie. And that's Janine. Hi. Janine has a mic. Jen Lander Drunklin, this one's for you. Yay. I saw that tweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we listen. Um, and this is Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. Uh, today, we are drinking what, Julie? We are drinking the fine establishment of Empirical Brewery, our friends, our champions, their Comet Smash. We've you've heard us talk about it before. It's kind of a hoppy ale. It's really good. We've got another growler coming up of their oatmeal oatmeal stout. Probably That'll be, be in the later. next show. So you're getting a week ahead, man. What that we're won't be in the next show. Look at this shit. It's gonna be in like ten minutes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, empirical. Impor- I'm sorry. Empirical brewery. I'm, I'm so sorry. Empirical brewery. It's calling the 
science of exploring the science of beer. Thank you guys. Uh, And we are talking about Lallybrock, which I didn't write down the number of season one, episode 12. Thanks, Julie. Season one, episode 12, otherwise known as the episode where you get to meet Jenny Marie beyond just seeing her tits. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an important episode. It's a very important (laughs) episode. It's I really love this episode, but I especially love her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kid about the airplanes. The explaining the airplanes is very sweet. But I just like to imagine that they're just riding along in sort of a contented silence for a while. And then he goes, so tell me about the big metal bards again. <laughs> and she's like, goes, okay. Like quiet, clip, clap. What's his name? Donus. Donus, clip, yeah. clip, clip, clap, 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 clap. And then he goes, um, so magnets. How do they work? How do they work? Julie, I swear to God, I was 10 seconds from making that joke when you started speaking. <laughs> that is so magnet. How do they work? How do they work? I was wondering, in the future, has anyone figured out a way that you don't have to poop in a hole in the ground? Well, ground. <clears throat> ground. Ground. Has anyone come up with a solution for that? Oh, I'm Irish now. Now I'm just Irish. It's, we're going to, I mean. That's a thing. Well, it's because I got Irish in my teeth because of a certain person who comes up in the next episode. Oh, I have some quality jokes. We'll, we'll get there. Uh Uh, But this is the, this is the homecoming episode. This Mm -hmm. is, this is an episode where we see that Jamie is maybe not great. We'll add it to the list. Not great at being the middle child whose big brother died. Oh no, he's not even the middle child. The baby. Is he the baby or was it his little brother that died? No, older brother. Willie was supposed to, oh God, pushing up my glasses, book knowledge. Willie was supposed to be the Laird. Okay. And then he died. So then Jamie was the Laird. But I am pretty sure that Jenny is Jamie's elder sister. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, I feel that. You can just tell. Now, see, now I'm questioning myself and all the book readers are going to. Well, while you look that up. Allow me to let everybody know how the episode opens. You know, I like the little opening buttons. And this one is a big, roaring fireplace, big stone hearth, nice kind of hooked rugs around, big comfy chairs, and then an enormous dog. She's middle. She's middle. Jamie's the baby. Go ahead. An enormous dog and a tiny little tiny dog. And they're both just chilling by the fireplace, looking right. And I said, I want to go to there. Yeah. Who doesn't? That sounds real nice. It was very comforting. It's yeah. fair. Well, and that's what you're supposed to get. Even mm-hmm. though, so Jamie, the whole, the whole plot of this episode, basically, what the episode is about in its, I don't know, boring story particulars is Jamie comes home and is sort of a dick about it. Yeah. End of story. What it's really about is watching... Jamie and Claire acclimate to a life where they're not constantly on the run from someone who wants to rape one or both of them. Watching (laughs) both of them get used to living with Jamie's sister, watching Jamie's sister get used to the idea that Jamie is married, watching Jamie and his sister work out a bunch of really fucked up drama they need to walk out, and watching Ian Murray just be cool with all of it. Yeah. You know, we don't give enough love to Ian. We're gonna... Good. We're gonna. Oh, good. Okay. So um, where do we start, Julie? I just thought about the dogs, and I thought about how one is so big and one is so tiny, and it's kind of like Jamie and Jenny. Yeah. It's really cute. Yeah. Is one of them missing a leg by chance? No, I don't think so. That's I think a missed both opportunity. dogs are fully intact. Okay. That's well, a I would assume so. That was back in the day before they. Whatever. Yeah, they've still got their balls. Yeah. So Scotland porn, lots of sweeping shots. That's my first note is literally We're Scotland the, porn. Yeah. My second note is earplanes. That's what Claire explains the future stuff to Jamie. And then Ear I just wrote please. flying. That's all I wrote. I love flying. And then there's the how old are you chat, which weirdly, they've never had this chat before. It's very strange to me that they've never told each other how old they are. But fine, whatever. 27, I 22. Think- Claire, whether or not it's happened in the show, I think that Claire in the books knows how old Jamie is. But mm-hmm. this is where Jamie finds out how, how old Claire is. What and a gentleman. Book, what a gentleman. A little more into detail because part of the reason, because when you're 27 in Scotland at that age, you look like you're like 42. Uh-huh. Not so much in the show because in the show, everyone's a goddamn movie star. Right. So, I mean, right. Jenny, however old Jenny is, she's she doesn't look like she's 42. No. But maybe that's them good Fraser jeans. Well, they are good. They are good looking people. They the are Frasers. very good looking people. Even that kid, even little Jamie, who's definitely not a bastard, 
is real cute. Oh God, I hated that scene so much. Not because it was a bad scene, but because it really, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So, and then I wrote, Jamie's having a little PTSD about Beej at Lallybrock. So I guess it's a flashback where we get to see the, when the Redcoats came, like from his perspective. It's a guilt flashback. Yeah. A Mm -hmm. guilt back. A flash Mm -hmm. guilt. Uh, A guilt ling gun. It's Get not very gun. good. Um, it's not my best work. He's uh, whipping it. I don't know. Oh, oh. oh. Good. yeah. <laughs> He's devoing, uh. and then you know what? He is devoing. There we go. That's the winner. Yeah, but he gets a little flash of it before they had. And Claire's like, "Ooh, fun! Let's go to Lallybrock." And Jamie's like, like, "Last time I was here, I saw my sister's tits and got the shit beat out of me. Great, welcome home." Yeah. <laughs> so I have a bit of Outlander trivia, real quick. Yeah. You find out later in the episode that Brock Turok means the North Facing Tower. So called because the door faces north because it's a round tower. My bit of trivia for you all is that Lallybrock means the lazy tower because it's got a little pizza in it. You can't see it so much in the show, but it's going like just a little. <laughs> just a, so what you're saying is that it's not fully erect. It is not fully erect. That surprises me. Well, you know. I mean, it's natural. It happens. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It it's, happens to everyone. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's it's not so much that it's not fully erect. It's, it's got just, a, a slight list. We've all, we've all got a lean. Yeah, it's a lean. <laughs> it dresses to the left. Yeah, it's not a perfect sundial. Yeah. <laughs> and then my next note is, thank God, Jenny. Oh, God. So here she is, Laura Donnelly, for those of you who don't know. I, I, I'm sure we talked about her in season two. I don't know if you guys know this, but I have a shitty memory, so I don't really remember. We what did. We oh, about. we did. We talked about, cause she's got that great baby model. Right. She two. is the reason for the season. I love her so much. <laughs> I am going to start. I'm going to tweet at her. What do I tweet at her? I don't know. We'll have to come up with we'll it. Oh, you know what? I started, I started doing typing throughout my notes. Hashtag sick burn Jenny. Maybe we can maybe we can make that this week's call to action. All right. Hashtag sick burn everybody, Jenny. I, she does have several burns. Yeah. Oh, she got lots of them. She's Some got great burns. burns. <laughs> For almost from moment one. Mm-hmm. Trollop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, but if Jenny sees Jamie come up, first she says like, Jamie. And you think she's calling to Jamie, but instead she's calling to wee Jamie. And then she sees Jamie. And then so instead of Jamie, it's Jamie. Yeah. So she says, Jamie. And then she runs up to Jamie. Not that Jamie, the other Jamie. And then she hugs Jamie. And he's all like, and then she says, come over here and meet your uncle. Right. And this is where it gets rough because Jamie, like mm, a couple of things, like a straight white man, like a younger brother, like a dude that just don't totally doesn't get like a person who's being really self-centered, like a weak seaman. Mm -hmm. He does not understand that maybe the fact that Jenny may or may not have been sexually assaulted is not about him. Yeah. Um, so he proceeds to say, oh, well, you named the bastard child of your sin after me. Is this to shame me forever? Burn it all down. Right. Jesus. Then she mm-hmm. see and he sees she's pregnant again. And then it's more of the say, is this one going to be named for me? And it's not so it, you couldn't just fuck the dude once. You had to go and fuck him twice. Is this just to spite me? Oh, my God. And you can see this is where if you're like, mm. I'm a, so mad. A right human. Now. If you're like, well, let's say if you're like Julie and I, at least, if you're an appreciator of <laughs> not of human fine <laughs> scorn, uh, the moment that Laura Donnelly's face shuts down, you're like, ooh, give me that popcorn because it's so good. She's so disdainful. She's like, no, I can't have this. This is good. This is done. I'm ending this now. And it's the best. And that's before. Claire tries to talk and she says, control your trollop's mouth or whatever the fuck she says. Yeah. Basically, she goes, trollop, 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 trollop. And without even looking at her, it's, oh, it's world-class shade. Mm -hmm. And it's, if I had a PhD in something, it would be shade appreciation. So uh, I can tell you that with definitiveness. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, We also get... uh, 
her saying when he tries to like storm away after she tries to tell him what the fuck actually happened. She says, don't make me grab you by the bollocks and make you stand still and listen to me like she apparently used to do when they were children. And all I have to say is that as a sibling never occurred to me. <laughs> I didn't even have the chance. I didn't I had a think sister. That, I didn't it's think that was. I mean, I guess you could have grabbed her. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but then she's, she's just go straight. She could go straight to the balls though. Every time. And he knows that. Zoinks. Obviously she, she's not afraid. Is that why the word zoinks was invented? I thought it was. Zoinks. Mm -hmm. Um, now I know what to do when Janine won't listen. That never happens. And also I will never grab you by the balls. I I would never. That's sexual assault. That is sexual assault. That's sexual assault. All right. So Jenny actually is sexually assaulting Jamie. Uh, she'd be great on Twitter. Um, and then is this when Ian comes yeah, out? You always knew how to make an entrance. And he is happier to see Jamie than Jenny was, weirdly? Or like, well, Jenny was very happy to see Jamie and, and then, then he put got, his foot in it. And then he got, he shat on her head. But then Ian comes out and it's like, brother, brother, like that kind of shit. And I was like, come on. Well, because he's like, well, who is the child mm-hmm. of like, who is the father of these two little slut babies you have? Right. Who fathered these damn bastards? Like who the things, the alien things who did this, that. And Ian's like, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, oh. Oh, I fucked oh, up. Oh, shit, I fucked up. I really fucked up. And he goes, Jenny, I'm... And she says, a damned fool and not a day wiser in four years. And it's so <laughs> Hashtag good. sick burn Jenny. That is where I wrote hashtag sick burn Jenny. <laughs> uh, and at some point, Ian tries to introduce himself to Claire because Jamie and Jenny are too busy, like, sniping at each other. And she says, and this would be... And Claire goes, the trollop. And gives... Jenny, just a little side eye. It's so good. It's great. I mean, all the all the fucking Lallybrock shit is fine. It's a good episode. I would watch it, all of it. Whatever. Layered politics, fine. I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. More about taxes, great. Let's. Uh, yeah, fine. More about. At rice. least nobody brought a fine fat pig. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> no fatties. Um, but I would just watch Claire and Jenny like side eye each other and stare each other down for many hours. If mm-hmm. somebody wants to create a supercut and put it on an infinite loop on YouTube, that seems like the perfect gif. Just oh. do it. Side eye, side eye. Somebody, side-eye. It's you guys the best. are good at that shit. The trollop. So otherwise known as Claire Fraser, and Je- and you could see Jenny go like. Ugh. <laughs> it's the best. There's, uh, I don't know if they go straight into it, but it's where Jenny tells yeah, them Yeah, they what go happened. inside, and there's this moment where Ian is like, this poor woman has no idea what she's gotten into. This is about to be a Fraser fight. It might last 20 years, and who knows who will come out alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Claire, do you drink whiskey? And uh, she, yes, in she the lie of her life, says, I've been known to have a glass or two. And I was like, Claire... Jesus together. Christ, <laughs> you liar. You're already drunk, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> what's, it, what's in that bottle? Oh, it's water. No, it's no, fucking it's not, not, Claire. It's not. You're a drunk. You're drunk. So, Jesus, Claire. Jenny tells the whole story of what happened to her with Blackjack, and it goes into this flashback sequence, which is all in black and white, except for the red coat. It's totally Schindler's List. Except for oh, those coats. It's very Schindler's List. And we get to see some... Bullshit. Blackjack doing his job of being the worst human that has ever graced the face of the planet. And there's a lot of beating up and he drags her upstairs. And And this is after. And she's saying she says, I'll tell you once and never again. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She's like one time only. No question. So here's what happened. You said you want to know. So I'll tell you, but only once. So she says after he passed out, he dragged her upstairs. She was trying to think what to do. There's you can see her being a badass because she's in there trying to figure out what she can hit him over the head with. And she finds something. But there's a moment. There's the moment where he has her up against the wall. And I wrote this because it was so weird. He sniffs her forehead. Uh huh. And then puts his bloody finger in her mouth. That's, you know what? I spent the whole episode trying to remember what that happens in where it's so disturbing. And I think it's in Buried Child. I think it's the end of act two of, sorry, just pushing up my glasses, theater nerd thing. I have never read Buried Child. I'm pretty sure at the end of Buried Child, he puts- I know that there's a child that's buried. His- (laughs) 
fingers in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's very upsetting. But sniffs her for it looks like he's he gonna like kiss it. It looks like he's gonna kiss it, but then he just leans in and goes. <laughs> like is he is he like trying to smell her fear or like I don't know I don't know it's See what really kind of shampoo weird she used it's, I mean well because Jenny has such pretty hair and his hair always looks so limp maybe yeah. he's just trying to figure out he's trying to figure out how to get, get that volume a healthier mane yeah more, so add some more shine just a little more volume just a little bounce right I don't he know. needs a little suave in his life is that herbal essences <laughs> no, no, no 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 because he didn't go yes yes no no yeah. it's it's oh, oh memories. it's it's for those commercials? Pantene. That's what it is. I can never find it at the store. <laughs> JK, Pantene is everywhere. Is that head and shoulders? <laughs> Your hair looks remarkably flake-free for being 16th century Scotland. Here, think about it, and I'll help you think while I put my finger in your mouth. Uh, but then she Then him. she tries to hit him, yeah. And then it's a great fight scene. And by great, I mean upsetting. Mm-hmm. But it's a really solid fight scene. But um, her solution, the only thing she can think to do once he's gotten out his junk. Is this our first dick? We see, I actually have the note penis exclamation point. Yeah. Is it, I think this might be the first actual dick in the show. We have seen dicks to come. actual there are dick. dicks to come. Mm-hmm. But this is the first dick. It's not, a, it's. It's horrible because it's obviously a really distressing scene. But you know what? More dicks on television, please. please. Can we make up for all the boobs? Can we just see some more dicks every once in a while? Yeah. Come on. But I mean, this dick is upsetting dick. It's upsetting dick. Um, And she... Flaccid. Yeah. He's like obviously trying to make it ready. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is what she says. She says, I didn't know what he was doing because I had no idea. I didn't know from dicks before. Yeah. I didn't know dick. Right? I didn't know dick. (laughs) Obviously nine months pregnant. I do now. Yeah. (laughs) But I do now. And now I know that he was trying to make himself ready. And uh, she turns around and just starts laughing at him. And Laura Donnelly is so good in this scene because you can see at first she really thinks it's funny. Then she can see that it bothers him. So Mm -hmm. she just forces herself to keep laughing. Even though she's terrified. She's done laughing naturally, you know, and he hits her and she keeps laughing and he hits her and she keeps laughing and he eventually hits her so hard that her head hits the bedpost. She passes. She's knocked out. And then when she wakes up, he's gone. (laughs) Like verbal. (laughs) He's gone. Um, uh, Which kind of surprised me. I have to say, non-book reader here. It just feels like maybe Blackjack would kill more people than he actually does. Well, I think that what he takes pleasure in is the power. The basement, yeah. Is the sadism. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes sense to me that he would take no pleasure from either fucking an unconscious body or Mm -hmm. killing an unconscious body or really Mm -hmm. killing a body most of the time. Mm -hmm. He is more interested in... The power and the infliction of pain. How's the praise go? You can only kill him once. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as we'll see later, he's more interested in the in domination mm-hmm. in any form. Mm-hmm. Um, but she figures it out. Yeah. She figured out the trick, which is Jenny Murray laugh laughing at, at dicks since 1743. <laughs> <sighs> Dick laugher. <laughs> You know what her favorite kind of joke is? It's a dick joke. <laughs> it's yeah. great because then yeah. she can laugh at a dick. Yeah, because she it's really great. loves a dick joke. Uh, you know, you know the sound she makes when she laughs. What? Penis. Penis. Balls. 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 So did you? Here's the question. So we just said this. So you believe that he wouldn't have raped her unconscious body. I, I think I agree based on your summation of his. Yes. I think that predilections. his interests. And this is based on a couple of things. It's based on the, viewing the show, reading the books and things that I've read about um, what Diana Gabaldon has to say about that character and mm-hmm. his actual desires. Because, understandably, and we'll get to this later in the season, I won't go into detail because it doesn't matter. Um, but the there was some pushback uh, that su- basically suggested that the beach was gay and that showing the only gay character in the show as being 
a violent masochistic rapist was sadist right yes Mm -hmm. right sadist yeah Mm -hmm. um was i know my s for my m yeah you do (laughs) just kidding no that's a woman's secret don't tell neil it is a woman's secret hashtag woman's secret (laughs) (laughs) um uh Uh, anyway, that making him so awful mm-hmm. and the only gay character that we know of um, was offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, my take on it, based on the books, the show, and things that Diana Gabaldon has said, and we'll talk about this more when we get to Wentworth, obviously, although it comes up in this episode, too, mm-hmm. um, is that he's not. that he That he's... Like, maybe bisexual, but I don't actually think that matters. I think the only thing that he finds arousing is the domination of another person. Mm-hmm. So um, is that why is that why Jamie is like the paragon of his need? Because Jamie is obviously so strong and like powerful. And so to really master with pride and mm-hmm. without a lot of fear. Right. I think so. There are questions later, some of which come up in season two that maybe he is actually gay, but if he is gay, I think that is a separate thing. <laughs> so biology would agree that that is a separate thing from his predilection for torture and domination and cruelty and rape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say that later we meet another gay character who is basically the anti-black Jack Randall. Who I is cannot like, wait. Wonderful. I wonderful. cannot so I guess that's a spoiler, but none of you will know until it happens. So mm-hmm. just know there's like a really <clears throat> wonderful gay character coming up. Um, so, yeah. So I don't think that he's necessarily gay. And if he is, I don't think it actually matters. Yeah. Because I think what actually drives him is domination. So, no, I do not think, regardless of the unconscious body's gender, that Blackjack would... Have any interest in, in raping going that for body that. or yeah. killing that body. Yeah. And I think that's also why God, I don't remember if this happens in the show, but it definitely happens in the books when he go when the beach goes to rape Claire at the end of the first half of the season. I think maybe it is just in the book. She says something about how she notices that he couldn't get it up. And I think that's the same because she's refusing to be dominated. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she doesn't care. Um, like certainly cares about Jamie and cares about her life, but just like isn't showing him any fear. And so mm-hmm. he's not aroused. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Sidetrack. So we go back to the room. Jamie, everybody in the room is obviously shaken and sad. And then they start talking about the realities of Jamie being back at Lollybrock. And it seemed to me that Jamie was really acting weird whenever Claire would speak. It was kind of like, shut up. I'm I'm doing my layered business here and then jamie says well since you're back obviously you should have the master bedroom and claire is like no please there's no reason for you and ian to move and then jamie's like well i am the laird and it's like dude no delicacy at all yeah it's like dude come on it's like i think i actually think it's a really interesting character portrait of a of a character that's otherwise almost entirely sympathetic every step of the way Mm -hmm. because he's obviously so insecure about what he views as his fault like he's been Mm -hmm. living for years with the idea that he got his sister raped and killed his dad Mm -hmm. like so coming home means that like he's coming back to the place where he allowed his sister to be raped because he wasn't man enough to fight off however many 20 people with guns and and then eventually killed his dad because he passed out while he was being flogged and wasn't really willing to have some stuff up his butt. So like he's, so his reaction is to be like, damn straight. I'm Laird. Yeah. Look at my giant body. Masculinity. So fragile. Right. So fragile. But so it's, but at the same time, you're like, who is this dude? Why are what you has being he done with dick? our, with our romantic figure? Like, who are you? You asshole. 
And then you get, I, I can't remember what Jenny says to Claire, but it's very clear that she does not like English people. Oh, it's this. I wrote, cause it's another sick burn. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about how it is that Jamie's there. And he says, oh, I'm waiting on a pardon from the Duke of Sandringham and it's not here yet, but it's coming. And he gets up to get something for the table and Jenny's looking right at Claire. And she says, I never thought you'd be so trusting of the English. <laughs> Burn. Uh, then we get to another flogging flashback. And I got to tell you, I am all flogged out. Yeah, I'm over it. I just... No more. I'm not sure. I think over it is the wrong term for me. I just can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. It's still very affecting. I was watching... So Tom uh, yes. watched part of this episode with me. Mm-hmm. He hasn't really seen any of it. Mm-hmm. And the first time that the cat of nine tails hit his back and blood like gushed out, he went, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, see, this is effective. It's just, I've just, and maybe it's I've because seen it. we're rewatching. Yes, I know. Because when we saw the reliving of the whole thing, when he had her in the, in garrison commander, I was like, oh God, I, this moment the scene started, I was just like, I can't, I don't know if I can do it. No. And then watching it again, I was like, oh God, which then leads me to what's coming up in the future. And I literally do not know how I'm going to be able to watch Wentworth prison again. Like I just, I know I have to for the listeners. <laughs> But you guys, I'm making sacrifices, okay? Maybe, Julie, maybe we'll need to watch that one together and get kind of tanked first. Oh, God, it's so horrible. But so you're right. Yeah. We've gotten to the I point now say, where we've seen a, a lot of this in the show. Yeah. And it, while still effective, I just don't have the bandwidth. I hate that phrase. I just don't have the <laughs> bandwidth to deal with it anymore. I, so, uh, ugh. Yeah, it was rough. But we do get, there's a scene in there that we haven't seen, but well, a couple, right? Mm-hmm. So we see him... Meet his dad, Brian Du, mm-hmm. which, by the way, means Black Brian. Wow. Eventually, you will hear people call Jamie Mac Du, which means Jamie's son of Black Brian. Mm-hmm. Let's see, guys, I have a lot You've of gone in useless there. information stored in my brain. Deep Scottish dive. <laughs> so Brian Du shows up to, I don't know, like witness the the. The whipping. The whipping of his son. Or basically, because he knows that now Jamie's been accused of something else, something he didn't do, um, but that he's going to be sentenced. And so he's there and says, like, whatever it is that happens, no, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You're a great bro, lad, son. Whatever the fuck. He's there it's to be a very manly he's, and beautiful father-son and scene. And he kisses him on the cheek. It's very sweet. And then Jamie gets hustled off to the beach's office where there's just some top-notch jacking. Jacking. Dude. And this, and I fit, there's another thing that, that separates Frank and the beach that I noticed, which is that somehow the beach has this like dead eyed. Yes. Snake stare that Frank doesn't have weirdly too. And I've mentioned this before when he plays the beach, his eyes do look closer together. Yeah. That might be makeup. And if it is, you guys are incredible. Maybe you know. So they put. Oh God, I'm just. I'm not representing myself well. It's luckily I'm not single. Nor would I ever think. You know how I could get really fucked like <laughs> doing a podcast <laughs> about Outlander. Um, but uh, I'm really showing my nerd side today. Um, so in the Harry Potter movies, they had Alan Rickman wear black contacts mm-hmm. to make his brown eyes look darker and kind of snake-like and to remove some of that maybe they some do. of that sweet sweet colonel brandon warmth hair 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 right <laughs> like like covered them so that and it, i wonder if maybe he's wearing contacts because mm-hmm. he just like his eyes have this they're like shark eyes like doll's eyes <laughs> <laughs> i worked in a captain queeg reference you guys it's my favorite day that's great that's mm-hmm. great we're like batting a thousand today <laughs> feeling so pretty good feeling pretty good it's great um so it's what just, does he say to him he's like he basically says you... like i think we got off on the wrong foot but here let me give you an option so i don't have to whip you raw again mm-hmm. uh, so like whips on whips on whips right like mm-hmm. this is like the second times, time or third right? time it, regardless he's going to be bringing down that cat of nine tails on a raw flesh wounded, already fucked up yeah back. like not healed back <sighs> um and he says like well you know you could Get out of this if you give me your body, make free the use of your body. Make free the use of your body, which is just the grossest double speak that has ever been spoken. <laughs> it's so awful. And I think we, so we do a lot of Jamie Fraser love and we talk a lot about how hot Sam Hewen is. We occasionally talk about when he's not 
the best actor on the show, but I think he does not get enough love for how good he is in these scenes where he has to talk about what happened to him because his delivery is so matter of fact and casual, but you can see it in his eyes that it's just torture. Mm -hmm. Like there's almost a little twitch. And when he's talking about, well, I, you know, I thought about it and my, I didn't know if I could withstand another whipping. And I figured getting buggered couldn't be more painful mm-hmm. and it's so casual and it's almost like a joke but it puts you in this this man who realizes that he has two choices to go through unendurable pain that might actually kill him or get raped and not fight back those are his choices and what the thing that pushes him to decide is the knowledge that while his father, it's not, and he makes a point of saying, no, his dad wouldn't have, if somebody had raped him, his dad wouldn't think less of him for that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not like, so apparently Brian D was also more progressive than Woke many other dudes. Right. Still today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that he knew he couldn't look his father in the face if he gave this other man control over him. So he goes, <laughs> gets whipped. And then in a topically relevant moment, topically relevant in a re- moment relevant to the couple of weeks we've had here, watching his son get whipped to the point where he passes out and might be dead causes Brian do to have a stroke and die right there Ooh. in the square just drops. Boom. Like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. Done. It's like the potential death of a child just killed him. Uh, which was always sad, but is way sadder right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was really rough. Uh, and that actor is really good. And that's like, and that's a wrap on Brian. Yeah. That's a wrap on Brian. (laughs) Dude. That's it. We don't, I I don't even think he comes up in any flashbacks. Does he? No, he was, he's only in season one so far. Yeah. Maybe if there's flashbacks later, we may, we may see him later. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just and and right in the middle of that, in the middle of this horrific scene before Brian dies, but while Jamie is getting flawed and, and his feet slip in the blood, yeah. remember his feet slip oh, and you God, see the, the blood on the beach's face. We get another shot of Dougal with that fucking cookie monster brooch. Yes. And I was watching and I just <laughs> burst out laughing. So Amelia, this one's for you. You made me laugh inappropriately while I was sort of crying about Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. So I don't know whether to thank you for that or not, but it happened. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> Return of the Cookie Monster. Um, and then when they come back and like Claire is really supportive. And so now, you know, the context in which Jamie's father dies and he thinks maybe if I had just let this guy rape me, he wouldn't be dead. And Claire says rightly, like totally correctly. You have no idea. Don't you think if what he, he raped you, he would have just still flogged you? And the answer to that is. Yes. But JB says, well, I'll never know. And that's awful. That's an Mm -hmm. awful thing to have to deal with. And then they go down to dinner. And because Jenny does not know what the fuck happened to her brother, she's all like, I noticed you haven't been to father's grave yet. Were you going to go? If he was alive, he'd expect a visit today. Mm, Okay, I guess. Choices. (laughs) Not knowing. She's like. Digging her foot it into in. all she of She is that. actually poking Corn- the Cornish game the hen. The Cornish back. game hen. Oh. Just like, like poke. Oh. <laughs> um, one thing that we did not get to mention here that I must mention. Okay. So when they move into the Laird's bedroom, which is right before the dinner scene, I need you guys to go back and look at this bedroom. Oh, it's so gorgeous. Because it's blue. I don't think that there could be more blue on earth but it's so pretty it's all it's like walking into a blueberry <laughs> is it like it's like it's, a, it's like the blue Don Dion song it's it's like <laughs> just going it, over and over it's again. like got this really cool old wallpaper like the design is great but it's just I guess it's like feng shui sleep in a blue room sweet dreams I don't know but it is blue as fuck <laughs> I think it's beautiful it does have a really nice fireplace though yeah I'm gonna give it props is that, that the fireplace of the dogs 
I don't. I couldn't tell. Is it, that the you know main what? hearth of Laddiebrook? Oh no God, way! That's bad. It can't be the main hearth because that's got to be in a room, a common room. No, I'm saying the dogs. Was that the main hearth? Yeah, I think I think that that would be. Regardless, it it's a beautiful. Room. And there's a and there's a sword hidden under the bed. Oh, We're gonna nice find part. that out. We're that's a great amount. Oh no, we already did that. Was that, the, that that's right? Dad's knife under the bed. I said greater than Blair Witch bullshit. <laughs> yes, much better. Finding Dad's and sword gets to bust out her architecture or her archaeological knowledge. Claire must be like. God, it's so nice to be able to talk about my Uncle Lamb again. <laughs> right? Um, so then we get to the rents. And all the little townies come to meet the new, uh, I don't know, queen of Lallybrock. Lady. Mm-hmm. Lady, lady of Lallybrock. Lady Brock Turok. Um, lady of the North Facing Tower. Nailed it. Um, and in the midst of this, Jenny is all like, I don't, this bitch. Oh, at some point she says, have you ever run a house before? And it's like, obviously no, no. And, uh, Jamie just jumps right in without consulting Ian or Jenny about what's been going on. So basically he just walks in like he knows what the fuck he's doing. Just like every man I've ever known. Yes. Oh, this? I can fix this. I got this. No problem. 20 minutes later, you call a plumber. Yeah, 20 <laughs> minutes later, there's shit all over the floor and you're crying. Okay? So why not just cut that off at the pass and ask somebody with some fucking experience? But he he starts, he lines up just like we saw in Rent, the episode. He's he's there and all the people from the, um, is it is it called a fiefdom? What is it? Clan? Clan. Clan. The, I, I don't know, the spot, the the, the t- joint, the palazzo. All the people the from leg. the palazzo are coming from Camp Jamie yeah, to give them know. money to give him their or rent. stuff. At some point, they give him a bottle of wine. And yeah, so one guy comes in, poor as fuck. We've seen this before. Not happening. Jamie gives him the old up and down. And it's like, keep your money. And then it goes to Ian and you see Ian go. Ugh. Like, I, I, oh, God. I, Damn it, we're so poor and he doesn't know. <laughs> it's like that. And it, because he didn't ask a bitch. <laughs> and and she even said some things like, well, just so you know, the last two harvests Harvest have been really poor. Not so, so the good. debts are piling up and we really need to make sure that there's a strike. And he's just like, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Lady talking. You woman on your talking. You're on your fucking, you're on your period. Whatever. Hold on. I got to go grab my wife's boobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And instead, he j- so first he fucks that up, and then Claire is outside. Rightly, mm-hmm. there, Claire does not do anything wrong in this particular scenario. Mm-hmm. Sees a guy beating the shit out of a tiny child, mm-hmm. and is like, "Okay, nope. here goes. Hi, have we met? I'm the fucking lady of the land." What's your name, friend? Hmm, why don't I babysit your kid for you so you can go hang out with your friends? Because there's plenty of bannocks. So maybe you don't have to beat him for eating one. Hmm? No? Yeah? No? Don't you want to go get drunk with your friends? He's like, yeah, as long as you don't talk to him about that English shit. And like, (laughs) like, brush your brown brows off to sit at some table and be an asshole. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you see these awful bruises on his back. She takes him into the kitchen. And she and Jenny, like, like immediately, they, it they, out. Go into, they go into woman mode. They, as opposed to man mode, where you say, I can fix this. And every, I'm so sorry. This is really sexist, actually. But Hashtag not all true. men. Hashtag not all men. But somebody's like, doop, doop, doop. I can fix everything. Claire and Jenny are like, oh, let me just appeal. Don't you want to be drunk right now? Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, kid. Let's get you fed. Come let's on, take let's care of these bruises. There. Let's get clean you, you up. Away. Oh, what? What is wrong, wrong with your back? And oh nobody was paying God. attention. Bye. Your dad is really beating the shit out of you. Yeah. Like he's got these horrible bruises all over his back. This kid is maybe six years old. Maybe. He's tiny. And Rabbi so, McNabb. McNabb. Rabbi McNabb will be back. So um, they take the kid away. And then uh, Jamie, Claire mentions it to Jamie later. She says something well, about Mr. Well, she mentions McNabb. it to him right when it happens. And he's right. like, oh, oh I gotta go. Yeah. Gotta look at the plumbing some more. Right. But he did have a moment where he was like, ew. Like he did not like Yeah, But then immediately stopped paying attention. Because he's got to go take care of his plumbing. <laughs> problem well and because now there's three turds on the floor and he still hasn't fixed it and sometimes when you when a voice is in a certain register it just sounds like take out the recycling 
guys are on fire right now. <laughs> that is what it sounds like, though, really. I've heard it. <laughs> and then the man voices. Burp, der, burp. Oh, burp, der, burp, der, I do that for Neil all the time. Whenever I impersonate him for somebody, whenever he's doing something, I always make his voice sound like this. Well, I was doing this. He doesn't sound like that, you guys. <laughs> Apparently, I think men sound like the sweetest shit. And women sound like Beaker. You know what? I'm realizing Julie and I are just doing like our own version of one of my favorite 30 Rock tags, which is this is how white people dial the phone. This is how black people dial the phone. Actually, it does make sense. I'll walk it back and explain how. Because they are because they are split up at this time, and Jamie is now expected to be in full layered mode. Oh, no. I was talking about the way that black people and white people dial the phone. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that, that was a larger point. Sense. No, no, no. I was talking about the lady voice and the man voice. Oh, no. It's totally... and. And the thing is that we women, we don't tune out your beep. No, that's not true. Occasionally, uh, I fucking tune out her burp, derp, deep, derp. Occasionally, do. Tom goes, Well, the thing about the current Blazers lineup is derp, deep, deep. <laughs> Sometimes Neil goes, Today at the gym, I squat a burp, Yeah. <laughs> And sometimes Tom goes, we really need to talk about the electrical bulb. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I care about our finances. I promise. Okay. Okay. You guys, okay. this is too good. We've fallen into a joke hole. It's really comfortable here. <laughs> I'm going to dig out of this joke hole. So, so Jamie hears Claire go, hey, this child is being abused. Don't you think we should me, 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 my period, my period. And he's like, gotta go. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Uh, but later they end up in bed and they have another conversation. But no, Jamie comes stumbling into that motherfucking Wasted. bedroom Wasted. in a way that I am all too familiar with. Not, and uh, I'm looking inward here. This is about me. <laughs> is this <laughs> question though, before we go into, the, cause I, oh, I've got some stories. Um, is this the, f- the first and perhaps only time that we see Jamie uh, hammered? He's he's gone. Because Sam Huon has a pretty good drunk stumble. Yeah, that's no, a he's hard really thing good. to do mm-hmm. for actors. Yeah, but he's hammered, and he tries to get all kind of pushy with her in bed, and then she just looks at him and she's like, "You're drunk," <laughs> and then he just kind of <laughs> passes out. <laughs> which it me. I'm just saying. I don't. Um, I will not share all of the details of this particular anecdote, but I would like to share the closest experience to this moment that I have in my, in my life as, uh, Julie's, oh no. um, <laughs> I don't know. Is it the bathroom door? Helpmate? Yes. I think we told the story before. It bears repeating. Oh my God. It's Julie's a helpmate. Um, but on a particular, and it was not her fault. I want to state the categorically because uh, Julie and I can throw him back we named a whole podcast about it. <laughs> but in this case, she had worked all day on the 4th of July and got essentially heat sick while drinking yes. and went from being normal Julie drunk to a complete and the veil drop in like 30 seconds. It was not normal. Anyway, so we have to get a cab back up here and that was a whole mess. And I realized that there is not only no way that Julie is like getting into her apartment door without help, but I was pretty sure she wouldn't even know which building was hers. Mm -hmm. So we get out of the cab together and I walk her inside and I, and I, you take her keys. I unlock the door. I was like, and and Neil's asleep and I knock on the door. I was like, Neil, it's me, Allison. If you're naked, I'm here, but I really need your help. So maybe put pants on. And while Allison's doing that, I am straight up walking directly into the closet door next no, to my bathroom. No, no, no. Oh, Julie, no. So, so first we try to get her to drink water. And she nope. Drinks it and she spits Don't it in tell the me what to do. We try to get her to eat some bread. Don't she tell me what to do. It spits it out. And then we were like, Julie, maybe you should go to the bathroom. She goes, okay. She's walk, mar- she marches out right of into hallway, that door, Aaron. And instead of walking into to her open bathroom door she marches directly like into her closed closet door <laughs> head on the door 
I bounced backwards, oh. real like stumbled back and went, oh, wrong door, and then toddled into the motherfucking bathroom. So fast forward to the next morning. Wrong door. I had, by the way, as in my PhD in side this eye is and shade appreciation, thing my husband has this ever is done. the closest that Neil Starbert has ever come to being a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race. That's how shady this is. I woke up the next morning and I did have to go to work. And I turned over, and next to me on my pillow <laughs> was a piece of wheat bread with one bite taken out of it. <laughs> the bite being the one she spat out. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so that's the kind of drunk, yes, that Jamie is. Oh man! And remember how complicated it is for these dudes to get in and out of their clothes. Yeah, yeah, it's he, funny. He was just like he passed out. So <clears throat> the next morning, Jamie wakes up. With a feeling that we all know all too well. He's so hungover, it reminded me of our recording of seasons, season one, episode one and two. It was <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. It was real. Like, that's not even funny. I think about it and I want to throw up. He is so hungover that he can barely look at life. Like, it's just like, nah. In that state, anyone speaks to you, male, female, dog, cat, and you hear, and then you just shoot yourself in the face. So um, he, oh, the point is, is that he can't even eat a bannock. He can't even eat a fucking biscuit. You guys, he's so hungover. He's disgusted. But then Jenny comes in with her me, 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 saying that the mill is not working. Because the bannock is a piece of shit. He's like, why is it like this? Oh, the cook their, is like, cook, yeah. yeah, the cook is like, well, we haven't got any flour because the mill's broken. But where, we, did we skip the part where he ends up going and beating up Rabbi McNabb's father? I think that comes later. Well, because once she goes to the mill, then it's an express to make. No, no, no. It comes later. I got it. So, um, so Jamie needs, I have this note. Jamie needs something to do. I'll fix that. I'm going to go fix that mill. I didn't even think about that. Jamie Mm -hmm. does attempt to fix the plumbing. Does he really? Yes. Yes. Oh man. But it is very fraught. (laughs) So he goes down to the mill and he realizes that the mill wheel is stuck. That there's something trapping it under the water, sure. right? So in a nice little beefcake moment, he strips down, jumps under the water to go. Leaves figure his out shirt what's on. That's actually important. That's right. Leaves his shirt on. But you can see his little butt. Pick, but he does. But you see butts. So like he takes his kilt off. He doesn't want the wool to be in the water. Sure. He jumps in, swimming around down there, and then at that moment, Claire and Claire's already there. Jenny Claire's comes there. running up because redcoats are there. Yeah. She, Jenny is like, what is the stupid fool doing? And Claire's like, "Uh, you didn't need to come down here. She's like, yes, I did. Because the British are coming. (laughs) (laughs) Snaps. So like Clay, uh, Jenny puffs out her skirts to like hide his kilt like puff uh, and they sit down like they're just braiding grass and being uh, again <laughs> women immediately solving the problem and me me like, me my period me 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 and and J- Jenny says whatever you do don't talk we don't want them to know your English and Jenny immediately goes into like hello sir were you here for the mill because it's not working I'm such a nice Scottish lass blah 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 Benix my period blah blah <laughs> and then and then one of the old British dudes is like well I'm an engineer. I'm a water engineer. Like he's like he has the exact right knowledge of how to fix things. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. because he says, "Oh, I can take a look at that for you." And she says to his second in command, "Call your master back. He shouldn't be dealing with things he doesn't understand." And he goes, "Oh no, no. His parents own a water mill. Yeah. This the guy, things you don't know. I don't know why I remember this line specifically. The things he doesn't know about water wheels could fit into a shoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very specific. So it's like if you were having a basketball problem and all of a sudden, sudden LeBron James showed up. <laughs> like it's like that. Yeah. So what would a basketball problem be though? Space Jam. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. missing free throws. Uh, a basketball problem <laughs> is when all of a sudden your entire social, entire social calendar is dominated by the things that your significant other wants to watch on television. <laughs> Basketball So this guy starts taking off his stuff. This red coat starts taking off his stuff to get in the water, and then all of a sudden, and you can see Jamie and or Claire and Jenny are both freaking because the they know out. he's under the water. He's been under there this whole time. Yeah. So Just hold in his breath. So all of a sudden, the wheel starts turning. The wheel in the sky starts on starts turning. Starts on turning. And the guy's like, "Oh well, 
I guess all it took was just a laser look from my incredibly proficient mill eye. And then Boom. you see as the wheel turns a shirt, shirt. and he goes, oh, well, I wonder what a perfectly good shirt was doing down there. First, that person has never been to any sort of public beach. And has never read a romance novel. Right. <laughs> Second, he just takes it. He's just like, oh, perfectly good shirt. And just throws it at one of the people in his command. And off they go. Bye. Bye. But this whole time, Jamie's been underwater. And then he pops up like further down the stream and naked. And oh, and this is where it's beefcake. It, well, it's beefcake for a second, the but horns, then. It, yeah, he's horns. got that fucking Jesus handles out or devil horns devil or whatever horns, you call yeah. them. I call them Jesus handles because you got to <laughs> hold on. Um, uh, but this is the first you see the beefcake shot, but then he sees Jenny is there and then he has to turn around. And he says, it's sister, Jenny, <laughs> would you turn around before my cock snaps off? Because it's so, so cold. cold. Uh. And then she sees Jenny sees his back for the first time. She had no idea. And she doesn't the know The look on her face. Laura Donnelly. Laura Donnelly. You're number one in my book. Yes. She goes through like five stages of grief, like in two seconds. You can see it. And she and realizes. She, just runs. She, she realizes that she didn't have any understanding of all the things that he had gone through and has been kind of mean to him. She just like runs away. And Claire's like, huh? <laughs> I don't understand Fraser shit. And then um, Ian and Claire have a scene. I love that scene. It is. They're talking about what it's like to be with the Frasers. Yes. Yeah. And um, about how there's this picture of a painting of Jenny holding a bird mm-hmm. that she coaxed to eat out of her hand. And Ian mm-hmm. says something like, I bet you didn't realize that there was a gentler side to her. And Claire goes, oh, no, no, no. Well, well, yes, maybe. you're right. Yeah, okay. I thought she's yes. a stone cold bitch, but OK. Um, and then they have a, a conversation about basically what it's like to be a part of this family who are so stubborn and driven. And like, I think he says they're heads are as hard as their hearts are soft or something something. like that. Right. Like basically they're big loving people who are incredibly pig headed sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and we also find out that Ian lost his leg while he was a soldier in France, which is where he knows Jamie from. They fought next to, they fought with each other. Well, no, they grew up, they grew up together, but they, and then they went fighting together and then then he lost his leg. So Ian has been rock solid for a long time. He's been knowing the Frasers for basically his whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And married into he married up. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know he's great, but that's complicated. It's you'll. Mm, there's more about Ian. He's just a lovely. Although I'm not sure we'll ever get much fit on the show. Ian is one mm-hmm. of those fundamentally decent, steady, reliable, warm people that we all wish we had more of in our lives, but we don't. He's a total Jen Moniz. Yes. Right? It's like, it's, he's one of those people that it's just, I swear to God, I'm not kissing Jen's she ass. Did, it, that awesome. came out, no, this was, this was unprompted. It just right? came out. There are these So Jen, people, you're awesome. Jen, you're awesome. There are these people in life who are like drama-free zones who are just a constant repository of warmth and kindness and steadiness and they'll always be the adult in the room and like Ian mm-hmm. is that guy. Mm-hmm. Claire is not that guy but nope. she realizes that like she needs to find her own way to be that person for Jamie mm-hmm. and in and rightly assumes that it needs to be like no listen to me right now. Mm-hmm. She essentially grabs him by the balls and doesn't yeah. let him leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here you are being stupid. I married Jamie Fraser and I haven't seen him since mm-hmm. we got here. You're being weird and you need to be cool to your sister because you don't know if you'll ever see her again or, you know, like all sorts of shit. Like she just gives him a pep talk. You're right. She does. She takes him by the balls. Yeah. And then um, Jamie realizes that his wife is correct and that he has been being a dick and that he needs to go out to his father's grave. And so he goes out there and does he start talking to the grave? Mm-mm, no, Jenny just shows up. That's right. So Jenny shows up and then there's this great scene with Laura Donnelly and Sam Hewen where she unburdens herself a little bit about her guilt, about how she's been so shitty to him when she realized that he he's been through so much. And uh, it's it's I found out later in the spoiler section that they went to school together some school together. Yeah. We talked about this last week. Right. And so Sam Hewen actually maybe got her the audition or helped her get, I don't know how it worked, but it's very clear that these two people have known each other for a very long time. And this scene in particular, which just the two of them talking about their father is 
great. And basically what Jenny says is I didn't, I, I assumed I, in some small dark part of myself has been blaming you that our father died because I assumed you ran your mouth off, which you do like an idiot, which is true. Um, but now I realize that the way that your back looks, that can only have been made by someone who was deeply, deeply angry. And the only thing that could have caused that is me. I'm the reason you got whipped. Of course, they're both wrong. The, mm-hmm. the reason that Blackjack Randall did that is because he's fucking Blackjack Randall. That's why. <laughs> That's his MO. Yeah. Um, but they eventually just like stop blaming themselves and stop blaming each other and find this sort of understanding. It's really lovely. And it, and there's this lo- great exchange at the end where... Jamie says, just, you know, I would have died to spare you that. And she says, well, if your life is a suitable exchange for my honor, tell me why my honor is not a suitable exchange for your life. I wrote down that whole quote. Yeah, it's wonderful. And her delivery is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's a great, great, great scene. And then that follows up with, I think maybe the first time that they say, I love you in the whole show, mm-hmm. which is underplayed. In the book, it's a big conversation. The first, it's the very first time they say, uh, Jamie and Claire, first time they say, I love you to each other is at Lollybrock. And I mm-hmm. think that's the scene, but it doesn't, it just feels like they've been constantly saying, I love you, maybe right. because we see them fucking and staring Doing into it each other's all eyes the all the time. Uh, North Facing Tower, we got that. Um, what's, you don't belong here, Claire. What was that? I don't know. I wrote that note down and I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, it's because she says, I'm starting to feel like I belong here. And I'm like, you don't belong here. Right. And then there's something about, I love you more today than I did yesterday. And I thought, I love you more today than yesterday. Do you see my little notes here? The yeah. notes next to the notes. But not as much as tomorrow. So then uh, we end on a cliffhanger for the next episode, which is that the watch is there pointing some guns at Jamie's head. She comes down the stairs. There's dudes pointing guns at Jamie's face. Blackout. It is a completely unnecessary cliffhanger to a great episode. Mm-hmm. I wish it had just ended. We didn't need the thing. Mm-hmm. But overall, one of the better episodes of the season, I think. I think it's all right because I know what's coming up and what's coming up is one of my favorite episodes. Oh, yeah, me too. So this not one, the next one. The one. No, after. Yeah, the one after. I'm going to say this one's. Mm, oh, well, let's not plus. rate it because we need to do the thing. Yeah. So scales. Um, God, there aren't that many costumes. There's no when you're in deep Scotland, it's not. It, it, there's obvious skill in producing them. Knitwear. Although Claire does have that awesome, completely tartan dress. I just right. don't, I'm not On feeling it. On a scale it. of, um, uh, a regular episode of friends to an episode of friends that Ursula Phoebe's twin is in. <laughs> <laughs> Where does this fall? Uh, as just as an episode. No costume wise. Costume wise. Oh God. Well, the Ursula would obviously be harder because you have to do two Lisa Kudros. Well, and also Ursula is... Is the jam. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it an episode of All in the Family. Mm. Solid. Okay. Um, Time appropriate. Everything's right. There's Uh, nothing displaced. Bone Matrix from... Uh, Nothing. It contains tons of whipping to it contains tons of whipping. Nothing. But none of it is sexy. Where and, does it fall? And also like pushy drunk spouse reminding me of the worst aspects of myself. It's out. Yeah. Not Done. sexy. It's not a sexy episode. No. All right. Um, although bonus points for all the dick laughing. Yes. Bonus points for dick laughing, but not sexy. Yeah. Because even yeah. the peen, it's not sexy. Peen. No. <laughs> Um, all right. Last on a scale of how often you can get up to get a drink. This one. If Jenny Murray's on screen, never. If she is not there. Okay. I think that's fair. So like, uh, what would be a good, it would be like not an episode of Ken Burns baseball. No, but like maybe an episode of Ken Burns, the Roosevelt's because anytime Eleanor is on, you don't want to leave. But that's, but this, I think it's got to be actor driven, right? So like, okay. um, like the parts of speed that don't feature either Sandra Bullock or Dennis Hopper. Sure. Okay. That are just like straight Keanu. Speed is a pair. My go-to references are Ken Burns baseball and speed. So this <laughs> is like straight Keanu speed. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um, and that is pretty much it on this mm-hmm. one. We need to thank all of our Patreon patrons, uh, in particular, Beth Locke, Amanda Newton, Jen Lander, Drunklin. We know the, your secret. Now we know your secret. Hashtag woman's woman secret. secret. <laughs> uh, Friday Payton and Kathleen Moniz, who has still not listened to the show. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of glad. I thought it was on the episode recently. Uh, I know, but but Jen, yesterday we were talking. It's happy 2017, by the way. This was recorded on New Year's Day. Um, last night at my house, Jen came over with some other people, and we were talking about it. And she said that she thinks it's like her mom defaulted back to when you find out that your kid's friend is raising money for their marching band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's helping us raise money to get to the regional semifinals. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> or new uniforms or something. All right. yeah. It's very sweet. Anyway, thank you to all of you so much um, for backing the show. Uh, if you want to be a Patreon patron, you get early access to episodes. We'll occasionally do bonus content. There's a level where you get t-shirts. Also, you get the satisfaction of knowing that you're making this possible. Um, that is patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast, on Twitter at podlandercast. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play, anywhere else that you're listening. Uh, and then maybe show Empirical Brewery some love, especially mm-hmm. if you're in Chicago, because I don't think you can get it if you're not. Um, <laughs> yet. But yet. 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 <laughs> They're going to take over the world. world. Maybe show them some love. Julia, did I miss anything? Nah, man. All right. Well, we will be back next week and in five minutes. <laughs> it's time travel, man. It's always the best, too, though, because you guys hear this first episode and you listen to it and then you have a week separation. But what you don't understand is that we're just getting drunker. So always the second episode <laughs> that we tape on any night is always weirder. <laughs> so just know that this one was weird. The next one's going to be moss weird. weird. Uh, we'll be back next week with The Watch. And uh, hopefully the week after that with some news about when this show is coming back. Because we're coming mm-hmm. down the wire. They'll be letting us know real soon. It feels like they're going to make an announcement about it at least within the next couple of weeks. It does feel like they've yeah. been kind of ramping up towards it. Also, I think maybe by the next time we record, we will have watched Katrina Baffam lose a Golden Globe again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be able to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Although this year, Carrie Russell is nominated, so I can't really hate. Yeah. Um, Carrie Russell. For the Americans. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. She's pretty great. She's pretty mm-hmm. great. Anyway. Uh, that's it. We love you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Bye.